get a load of this then? When has this ever happened? Never. Well, when, when we started it did, but that's a long time ago now. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like an age. The three of us, all here together sharing one microphone, so this is going to be beautiful on the ears. It's not the only thing we've shared. <laughs> <laughs> three win, one microphone. Oh, that sounds like a porno. <laughs> How? Well, <laughs> you're, no, you're OnlyFans, man. So, three men, one four, everybody welcome. we got a good one today. Oh, yes, we Three do. men, one four, live in your house. <laughs> in your, It's in my house today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the day of in your house. Uh, we're not going to cover predictions. If you want to see those, it's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'll see how wrong we are. We didn't do very good last night for Against All Odds. Nope. Well, some of us did. <laughs> yeah, J won. Yeah, I'm, I'm two up at the minute, so... Yeah, but I still got the most overall. I think no one cares about that. It's about the street. Yeah, they do, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just biding my time. Speaking of time, we're going back in time today. First ever retro reviews. We are covering what we thought was probably the most appropriate for the first one. Yeah, especially with how the weather is today. Yeah, Yeah. and with a good performance, one nil against Croatia. Too fucking right. It's coming. It's coming home. It's it's coming home. (laughs) What we got? What are we reviewing? We got SummerSlam 1992 in Wembley. The old Wembley. The old, yeah, the, the old Wembley. The old Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've watched it now today. Um, we, well, we watched what we can of it. Ash, you watched um, some more a bit before today, didn't you? Just to yeah. get the obviously we'll go into it, but the, some of the releases between the states and ourselves were. Kind of different, you know, depending on who saw what. Yeah, especially if you had the old VHS. Like, I'm sure we did because we mentioned it before, didn't we? Yeah. I think we all had it at some period of time, yeah. Well, mine was only ever borrowed, the VHS. I only ever borrowed it off a cousin, you know. So, again, it was one of the first ones I'd seen. But to be honest, watching this back, I didn't remember an awful lot of this. Mine was probably taped off the telly. Let's put it that way. I yeah. think I had the legit one a couple of years ago from a charity shop. Wow. Pace of look. You found... VHSs in charity shop. Yeah, wrestling one. This, this, this must have been this must have been two thousand and nine, two thousand ten. Well, that's not a couple of years ago, then, is it? It's right. not ten <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm going by your logic of being a couple of years away from wrestling. So. That's, uh, that's true. Well, before we dive into it, so we'll try. Um, well, try and cover some news. There's been fucking loads that's happened since the last episode. Yeah, shitload of interesting moments and uh, news. There's yeah, been a, there's been a bit. So, what about these releases then? We may as well just go straight in with that, because that's the big talk of the town still. Yeah. Well, the big one, Braun. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's poetic justice in a way, really. It's really... I, I don't like seeing anyone lose their jobs, but I don't know how it's going to affect him now, obviously, from those comments he did make on the about the Indies, you know, at the start of the lockdown last year. Um you know, I'm sure he's shooting himself in the foot a little bit now, but I don't know. It's it's weird. Braun was a shocker, though, for no doubt. I mean, because what did you say? You thought it might be Jeff. Yeah, I thought Jeff because about a few hours before that happened, there was a story online that said, big name, remember to be released. And I thought Jeff because he's not really doing a lot. No, but that's the thing. He came back to TV really, like, recently. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Uh, Jay, because I know you're not obviously watching the weekly product, but he came out literally out of nowhere, no explanation to where he's been, and just had a match against Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Ah. Oh, just out of nowhere. 
<laughs> had a little thing with Jinder on like main event, but that was about it. Really. Yeah, really wow. bizarre. But yeah, it wasn't. It was Braun, I guess. And then perhaps, but do we know why Braun? <sighs> Apparently, it's to do with his big money contract, and they're trying to cost cut. Then why offer big money contracts if yeah. you're going to have to just let people go? Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, just don't pay him as much money and problem solved. <laughs> the thing is, if, they, if, if it's a cost-cutting measure, which it has to be, then if you're going to thin the herd a little bit, because we, you know, we do say WWE hoarding talent for such a long time, right? We all know that. But, you know, you've got rid of guys like Ruby Riot. Mm. Alistair, Alistair Black. Yeah. You know, people that can really put, like, an actual... Um, c- can make an actual change within the company and, you know, actually probably would have longevity there and can make a real impact. And they're just, they're just out the door. And it's super sad, but at the same time, like, you selfishly as a fan, I think you do kind of think, well, maybe that's almost like a bittersweet release of a slow death situation for a lot of them. As Black said in his recent interview with... Uh, Renee on oral sessions, it kind of felt like it was a slow death those last few months. Yeah, and it's weird that he was having vignettes, vignettes on TV come oh. back to beat up Big E to cost him the IC title. Yeah, and then goes. But again, WWE is not in a financially uh, difficult position. Like they're probably better off right now financially than they've ever been. Yeah. So there's no, you know, I don't think it's life or death situation for them to absolutely make cost-cutting measures. So again, it's just really bizarre. But if rumours to be believed, um, apparently they now do want Black back. So I, I don't know. And you said that there's been some people spotted at the Performance Centre. Yeah, apparently Samoa Joe's back uh, at the Performance Centre, probably for NXT run, because they're probably going to need a guy if um, someone goes up. I'm yeah. glad about that, though. I mean... Samoa Joe, like I said last time, I think it's a wasted talent in being on commentary. He yeah. can, you know, he can still go. He's still a good talent. He's still a big name. I don't understand why they've just pigeonholed him into commentary. But Again, ho- hopefully, you know, it's uh, hopefully this is the return of the Samoa Joe we all know and love. Hopefully. And if, if the decision's his not to wrestle, because again, I suppose we don't know everything, but if the decision's not his, he can do... I feel like he's got more to offer the business, like you're saying, in terms of... Um, helping people put together their matches and everything else as opposed to being on the commentary team. He's been around yeah. business a long time. Yeah, he's got a lot to, He's got a lot of knowledge up there for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's overall, obviously it's sad news because it's people losing their jobs. But again, with a lot of those names released, I can't see how they won't land on their feet, if I'm honest. No, but there is a rumour that more people are going to go within the week. So we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. I mean, again, that's rumours, but... If we're going to go down more rumours, there's been another big rumour regarding WWE and potentially selling. Yeah, NBC apparently going to put either between two four billion dollar offer to buy them. <sighs> Fucking, that's a lot of money on the table. That's a big old check. That's a big check. And if we know anything about WWE, it's that they do like their money. Evidently, <laughs> uh, that poses the question though: of you know, if they buy, um, you know, will they be keeping Vince on to still? You know, yeah, actually run the business. Interesting I mean, dynamic that, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, as, as a TV com- uh, TV station or whatever you want to call it, what do they know about booking a wrestling show? You know, so what? How is that going to work? They probably let they probably let Stephanie and Triple H do it. Like they did with Ted Turner had in WCW had the sure. And what it makes sense. Tony Khan's doing right makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. But again, I mean, if you're ever going to believe what Ryback says. Um, I mean, he mentioned a long time, long time ago now, I think on his podcast, that 
he believes that Vince and the WWE have been watering down the product to be as cookie cutter as possible to eventually set up for the day where they do sell it on to what he thinks would be uh, Disney in the future. But again, you know, it's it's a possibility. I, I, I could potentially see something like that happening further down the line. But Absolutely, I don't know if yeah. it, it does kind of feel like it's one of those rumours that's been around for such a long time, though. I remember the story years ago of um, WB trying to buy Newcastle United back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? And uh, obviously the Sun newspaper thinking how, how all these wrestlers would be good to be in the football team. But You know, it's interesting <laughs> that you say Disney, though, because um, in Heyman's ECW documentary, he was saying that Disney were interested in buying... Disney were interested in buying ECW back in the day. That's a crazy thought. Um, yeah. But obviously, it turned out to be too too extreme, like too much for him. Yeah. So, well, did I mean, they not watch it beforehand? Well, it, it's got extreme in the name, isn't it? I mean, that says yeah. it all. It's, it's, but yeah, I think that you know, if if Disney bought WWE, it's just like pretty much gone full circle. That's yeah. But Disney is the powerhouse of the entertainment world now, isn't it? I mean, they they own. I think it's, I think it's an point. easier question to say what don't they own exactly. at this point? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens with that, and if there is, if it holds any weight to it. I'm personally, I'm not overly sold on it, but yeah. By the time we do our next episode, so much could happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Anything else no- noteworthy? Um, as recording last night was um, against all odds. Yeah, with the big main event of Moose Moose challenging Ken, my boy. <laughs> Your boy, yes. My boy, Kenny. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Moose. <laughs> no. No, my boy, Kenny, Mr. Omega, the man with the triple crown. He's or quad crown, quad, technically, yeah. if you want to say. Quad crown, yeah, I guess. The um, man. Moose is bold, so no crown for Moose. Well, Corbin's got a crown, he's bold. Yeah, he can still That's wear, well, yeah. Yeah, you can wear a crown if you've got a bold head, I mean. We'll get there soon, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just a race. It's going to be you or me. Well, yeah. I'm so safe to say that my hair is looking as fabulous as ever, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm safe on that front at the moment. Not quite as good as Kenny's, but then who's is? Well, that's it. I mean, you can't match those curly locks, can you? No. I don't, think anyone, I don't think anyone can. No, I'm well, pot noodle. Think. <laughs> yeah, pot, a pot noodle is about as close as it gets. Yeah, I guess so. Like a nice... Probably about the same colour as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, um, yeah, pretty cool show. I haven't seen it yet, but from the looks of it, it looks like it was... Uh, I mean, our predictions were way off for, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it looks really interesting, especially the angle at the end. Yeah, with uh, Sammy Callahan being at the elite. Yeah. Well, so the Young Bucks obviously screwed Moose. And Don Callis has now kayfabe fired Callahan. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Do you think Callahan's going to AEW then? As, as past through a line, or do you think that's legit? As- <sighs> I think we need more impact guys showing up in AEW. Yeah. Part of a bigger picture, that isn't it? Like, because at the minute it's still hard to see what, um, how it sort of benefits impact as much as it's benefiting AEW at the moment with this angle. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. But also, we didn't cover it. Obviously, it the two week gap between the episodes, but double or nothing also happened. That was great. really, really, really good show. Very good show. Yeah. And it's also the first. I think it's the first wrestling show of full crowd. Because obviously, yeah, yeah, I like think it was Mania, and I don't know what New Japan's been like since. No, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty yeah. sure. It so was. Mania had a had a bigger crowd, but not a full arena. Pretty 
Pretty damn good show, though. Pretty damn good show. Yeah, That's for sure. Three double or nothings in a row since 2019, and they've all delivered. Yeah. Under really difficult circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Fair no, play. The most difficult circumstances was Cody Rose Ridden. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Oh, we, we, could, do, we could go all day. We could do that. another episode, yeah. I think just on that in general. I don't mind that he won. I just I just don't think he's as big a deal as he as it I, I think he thinks he is. Maybe though that's a country thing. That's what I think it is. America it? loves him by the looks of it, and you know, over here I think I don't know if it was just because the Ogogo thing intensified that a bit more, but I just don't really get it. Do you think it would have worked better if it was just a flag match and not just a regular match? I mean, just just make it a match. Like, what does it matter about the nationalities these days? I mean, I guess, again, more for them because of Memorial um, Day and everything like that. But again, it's just... I think that's that's why it was, because the timing... Yeah, yeah, for sure. It could could have been Independence Day for a weekend. I know. I just think it's a lazy thing. Like, if you came here... If the if it's a British guy versus an American guy, and the Brit if if the Brit is a heel, like let's just boo him because he's the heel. Yeah. Like I don't think your nationality should determine what you are. You know, if you're a face or a heel, I think yeah. that's really lazy booking. Well, when when we get to St George's Day, then they have the rematch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in in another bit of news though, we had a debut on AEW. Yeah, that was yeah, which was surprising. And it was, uh, in case you didn't know, cover your ears, but you probably do anyway if you're listening to this. <laughs> so we had Andrade El Idolo. El Idolo. Formerly known as Andrade Cien Almas, or just Andrade in WWE. Uh, which again shocked me because the last I heard he was um, obviously going into a match with Omega for the AAA title because he was in AAA. And now he's in AW, so it'll be interesting to see whether he still goes for the AAA title or for the AEW title but yeah be a bit be interesting dynamic I mean him and Omega that'll be that's, that's money yeah definitely and that'll be a great match I think what did you think what did you make of the actual debut itself like the execution uh good but I know it's on a pre-tape with a lot of, ha- lot of stuff happening so it's, it could have been better done I think it yeah. could have been a lot better done what do you think did like if I had my way I would have had him come through the crowd like that Moxley, because that's something that's missing. Yeah. I, I just would have said with some music, at least. Just without Vicky Guerrero in general, I think. But Vicky, I love Vicky, yeah, but I just think I just think that the I think that didn't It didn't help. Yeah, the the crowd was just so intent on booing her that I think they just missed what she said. Hmm. And then like then he actually comes out and it's like and that's a really weird shift as well, because they're going from like intensified booing to like cheering because they're like happy and then it was it was just really Odd, like I don't think people knew exactly how to feel, but yeah, it's really cool again to see Andrade there and potentially what he might do. I, I guess a triple A title shot is going to happen with Omega because they have teased it and yeah. slash confirmed it. I think it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes it makes sense though because obviously with Andrade being Mexican, it just makes sense, you know. He wants to take it back for his country, I guess. I mean, it'd be good. I mean, I think I don't think I'd ever say it, but if, if Omega was to lose the AAA title. I think Andrade's a good bet, yeah. to be honest, as well, because, I mean, nobody likes to see their favourite wrestler lose, but then again, you know, nothing lasts forever, so Omega's going to lose those three titles at some point, unless, you know, two years down the line, we come back to episode 98 and Omega's still quite crown champion. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he's, he's taken on uh, WWE and won, won it off a of Roman as well, and or, then he's popped over to New Japan. <laughs> I, I think I know the next title would be NWA for... 
I can see that good. happening. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. yeah. They kind of got a relationship. AW yeah. And Absolutely, because they always defend the NWA Women's tra- uh, Championship on AW. I don't so. think they will now because Deeb lost the title, but yeah. they might do. Might do. The future holds the answers, I suppose. Who is the NWA champion? Is it still. Um... Nick Aldis. Yeah, Nick Aldis, yeah. Yeah. You see, that would be a good match to see as well. I'd be well Omega and Aldis. Yeah, that would be really good. But hopefully Moose will one day take it off him. Because I did pick him to win it last night against all odds. And yeah. against all better judgment, I did pick Moose. But, you know, Moose. Again, though, as you said, I think if or when Omega does lose that uh, impact title... Again, I think Moose is a good bet because there's nobody else there, I think, that deserves it more. No, not at the moment. I wouldn't have thought. Because when, no when, you when you think impacts, you, you automatically think, well, if you're an AEW fan, I suppose you, you think of Omega. But, I mean, if you're an Impact fan, you, you think of Moose that's, you know, at the top of the company. There's a lot of different guys, but I think Moose is the, the one that's most believable at the moment. But then again, I think with um, Morrissey making his debut in Impact, I think... He could be coming up and because he beat the ex-champion Rich Swan, mm. so he could be next in line to face Omega. You never know. A bit soon though, do you think? Or well, you know, you never know. I mean, he's he's obviously had a push by beating the ex-champ. Yeah, I suppose we'll have to see where it all goes. But yeah, pretty decent weekend of wrestling anyway. Um, now, yeah, I guess we should jump back in time. Let's do it. There's a lot to cover here. Yeah, well, let's go eighty-eight miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let's dive into it. Three men. Oh, what a fun. Oh, what a fun. Oh, what a fun. Wrestling, wrestling. 1992. Can you dig it, sucker, sucker? Back then, 1992 is the year. SummerSlam is the show. Uh, WWF at the time, obviously, not their best time in wrestling. No, business was probably better than it is nowadays, but not doing well. (laughs) Uh, I know. There's got to be a a comparison at some point, sort of like modern day WWE to 92 to 95 early 96 WWF, see how that compares. But yeah, not the best. So Vince entertained the idea of bringing it over to England. Big market opened up here in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. And the old uh, the show starts off with a, a couple of children that sound like East End Cockney geezers. Brilliant intro, brilliant yeah, intro. Absolutely. Do you know the buy rate? Uh, apparently 1.5. 1.5. Do you know what that was compared to the year before? 2.7. So it was down. Down. 
So, but I like to say it was better than the 1993's one, but we'll we'll probably get to that in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, that's sure we will. One on its own, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, they brought it over. I think merch wise, they did. I can't remember the official figure now, so that's very poor on my part. But something, I think it was a lot. Of, it's like one point three million. I think something like, they, yeah, they did in it merch. Just merchandise alone. Yeah. That's what I mean. Which is crazy. The money's there with the match. But this is the days as well when like people would bring like like really put effort into crowd signs and stuff as well. Like the overall like what you you didn't have like your phones back then to take photos with and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, did you? Like when yeah. you were in the crowd you were really genuinely a part of it and it shows through the show. That's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Is that crowd mean, participation. The pops. When the pops go off, they do yeah, go off. They do go off. And it's a really hot crowd because it's rare yeah. that they are quiet. Yeah. For like a, what was probably an overall four hour show? Yeah, because there were two matches before the opening match of the network. Yeah. And then there's one later on that's a dark match. So it's about three hours. We'll come to them. We'll go through them, I think. Yeah, because that's a really really interesting bit. But yeah, Jay's saying about the (laughs) the opening opening video, just going through all of the the different fans and stuff. Like, it's just crazy, isn't it? It's so 90s. It is, yeah. So 90s England. Yeah, man. Well, we—I mean, we've got to mention that one, haven't we? I mean, the, oh, the yes. kids' infamous. The British Bulldogs going to win, whether he wants to or not. <laughs> yeah. Which I'll be—I think was his catchphrase, though. But when it's not a he, up. it's a woman. Yeah, and you always—it's only come out what about a year or two ago that it was a woman. That is crazy, though, and that's not to be disrespectful. But no. I, I, all this time, I thought it was a, a, a young boy in the crowd. Yeah. That's crazy though. No, so didn't didn't she do an interview then? That it was like I think really so. recent. I think it was on Twitter or something like that. I was it? I'm not sure about. I'm not sure, but I think it was Twitter. She it came out again. That'd be yeah. That'd be really. I mean, <laughs> she come out the star of the show really in a way. Yeah, it's it one of those things. <laughs> like, was over more than the bulldog. Yeah, because you had because also in that you had a kid dressed up as Macho Man with a good beard. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah, the guy with the warrior face paints there. Yeah, the three women's going for Shawn Michaels. Yeah. That's, I mean, that was popular back in the day, wasn't it? I mean, everyone loved Sean. All the women loved Sean. Yeah. Yeah, I think really, you could really tell the hype, though, um, going into it. It's super over, um, I don't know what the, what the right word would be, but it's almost like, re- it's really shoved in your face, like, yes, we're in England, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. With that sort of regal like the, music. Yeah. 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 But I think it was a big deal, you know, for yeah, the time. I mean, definitely. Yeah, you know, and it hasn't happened again, at least with a major pay-per-view. Well, that's one of the taglines for it, wasn't it? It's the show you thought you'd never see. Yeah. yeah we, we had once in a lifetime. Yeah, this Twice. one really was, though, once in a lifetime. So I know, yeah. we, I know we had, like, the insurrections, rebellions, the one-night onlys, and... Um, yeah, it's just the fact that SummerSlam's one of the big four. Yeah. And, you know, it's... It, yeah, it was really, really special. And what was it we were going to get? AEW Fighter Fest? Or? Fighter Fest it was last yeah, year. Yeah, we were supposed so. to get that. Last uh, 2020, but obviously, a damn coronavirus came along and ruined it. So, we'll get it, we'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll get an exclusive interview of Omega for you. (laughs) (laughs) Just shout him through the window, please, Kenny. So, there was one thing though that I've always wondered about this show, and it was someone who was conspicuous by their absence, and that is Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I think it's his first, the first pay per view he does not appear in. Yeah. Does anyone know why, though? Because uh, I think 
Probably, probably film commitments. I right. I, I was looking and Mr. Nanny was 93, so that might be when he was filming it. So it could have been filming for Mr. Nanny. Yeah. But yeah. It I'm, makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I suppose that lines up. Because I know Mania, early that year, he was going to be a retirement match. Ooh. But, so that, yeah, okay. But he won, he won, but he won, he won, he won that. But I don't think it was, if he lost, he would retire. I think it was just like, I'm going away, goodbye. Right. Just a yeah. way to write you off TV, sort of. Yeah, prior commitments, I guess. Yeah, then. yeah. And this is again, this is, I mean, this is pre Raw, so this is prime time wrestling on TV, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good show, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm about to review those. <laughs> but yeah, um, aside from that, I mean, all your big stars are here, really, aren't they? Warrior, yeah. Macho Man, Bulldog, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker. Nails. Nails. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil. The most over guy in the wrestling business at the time. Yeah. What was it? He said. Too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> I bet MC Hammer was happy that he said his famous catchphrase. Oh, man. What a guy, though. What a guy. Should we break down into it then from the official opening match or the. Because, I mean, it, it depending on whether you were in the States or if you were in the UK. The opening contest differs. Yeah. So what's on the network and what was shown live streaming to the to America at the time of the pay-per-view is the Legion of Doom, Doom Money Inc. Money Inc. But, but the, it's, that's actually the third match of the yeah, night. The yeah, first yeah. match on, on the old VHS is Jim Duggan and the Bushwhackers versus Mountie and Nasty Boys in a six-man tag. Yeah. Mm. Can I just say as well that if you get the uh, tagged classics DVD of... Uh, SummerSlam 92 and 93, that's actually the full show as well. That's a good point, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you can get your hands on that DVD, you will be seeing the full package. Straight copy of the VHS, isn't yeah, it? I, yeah, I think so, yeah, just upscaling in quality, I suppose. There you go. Yeah, it's... Um, well, actually, I mean, I could, I've not been able to see the other two, so do you want to run us through those? I know they weren't anything huge. Wasn't the first one the t- uh, Bushwhackers and Jim Bush- Duggan? Yeah, the Bushwhackers and Jim Duggan won off about 13 minutes, which is... Longer than most of the matches in the main card. Who was yeah. it again? Nasty Boys? And Mountie. And Mountie, that was it. Who earlier that year was IC champion. And obviously, when you lose the IC title, you either go for the world title or you go nowhere. Yeah. So he went nowhere. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, he got the curse of it. Just a quick note on that, though. I know, because we'll cover like a lot of the backstage promos and things they were doing, but with the Nasty Boys losing there, the promo that they do later on have with Jimmy Hart, mm-hmm. like, they don't even allude to that match. No, but if you didn't know, why well, you go, why are they there? Yeah. I don't know if they did that back then, if they had just people turn up and do paper, uh, promos, but... I'm not sure. Well, that's what I thought, because obviously we watched it earlier in, well, through the network, so we didn't actually get to see those matches. Um, yeah, it was a little bit like, oh, here's the Bushwhackers, you know, here's the Nasty Boys having a having a chat and that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like if you, if you didn't know... That they had matches, you yeah. would have just thought like, oh, you know, they're just there to fill up the. Uh, I mean, the nasty to fill up fill up the the, the time and the promo yeah, spots. Yeah, the nasty boys one makes sense in storyline. Yeah, but then the bushwhackers. Bushwhackers are, are just there, yeah. there because the, the comedy, the comedy duo. And yeah, you're in London, so you're going to meet the queen. They were over. They were so over. Yeah. Speaking of the queen, the I, I think when Vince and Bobby introduced it to the show, um, well, Bobby's Bob- just. Being Bobby, and missing another pre-page. Wasn't this though before the those two matches though? So like, surely Vince and Bobby introduced I, I think him into I'm, the show. I think it was 
on the VHS yeah. DVD. But so they, sure. they technically do open it, and Bobby's obviously just, you know, being, again, brilliant Bobby Heenan, I love sticking the crown on. I love his reaction, like, what are you wearing that for? <laughs> <laughs> Sir Bobby, King of England. Love it. I would buy it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then there was uh, the second match that, again, only aired in the UK and on VHS slash tag. Uh, classic. Yeah, so, yeah it was yeah. Uh, Papa Shango versus El Matador, which was Tito Santana. Tito Santana, yeah. Yeah. So Tito wasn't the original planned opponent? No, apparently not. No, it was not. So which one was it? Texas Ter- Tornado or Kevin, Kevin, right. Terry Von Eric. Yeah. Well, I think it, it, was, it was on his way out of the company and it just failed a drugs test. So yeah, probably not the best idea. <laughs> so he was... He's actually one of quite a few people that were gone from the company within, what, like a month of this show? Yeah. Two months of I this think, show? I think it was a month before. Yeah, there's a lot of people on this show that actually appear on the show that are gone late in the year and maybe not even at next year's show. I mean, like, really yeah, but really close after this, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We'll probably cover those at the end. Cause I mean, Bulldog got quite... released as well. Well, we'll cover it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, there we are <laughs> yeah, we're going to save that for later, but fuck it. No, fuck it, let's do it. Oh, Bulldog well. got released and he won, so... Someone else who got released later that year, Warrior. Yes, yeah. that's not really that surprising when nope. you hear all these stories, but the Bulldog one was, like, after the Yeah, after, this the, big, show. after yeah. the big title win. Yeah. And then you get caught in this... Is this John Estero's trial as well, around that area? So I think, isn't that why Vince wanted to clean house? I think Pretty so. Much. Well, look at look at the size of him at that show. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, odd. Jacked. Odd time, isn't it? Odd times. Would you say that's probably like the foundation of the new generation era? Like we're not quite there yet. Michaels is still in the mid card. Some say he's still on that ramp fighting Rick Martel. Well, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> Ash, what would you give? Because I, I, obviously we didn't watch him. Um, we had, we've just been watching him on the network. Your network, funny enough. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. What, what would you give? The ratings are coming back, which means the trophies are coming back for this one. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was in that, if it was done nowadays, I'd say it's a. But it wasn't. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> this is a retro review. I'm just saying, if it's done these days, it'd be the pre-show type match where not a lot happens. Yeah, and then yeah. this guy, the good, the big monster, topples the good guy. I'd say it's like a one point two five. This is for Shango and Shango. Yeah, I, know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Nasty Boys and um, Mountie and just clips of it is is all I've seen. Again, it's been so long since I watched the VHS one, but yeah, the crowd so seem into it. So yeah, yeah I but, can't cast the. If uh, there's one thing about the six month tag I remember though is that it's really the crowd are into it because yeah. Well, Duggan and Bushwhacker. Yeah, I mean, they're there. playing to the crowd, aren't they? I guess, yeah. you know, it's that's... a house show type match yeah. in a big event. It's, it's a really house show type feel for the show, I yeah. think, most, like, by and large. But, well, then I guess we come to, like, I, I suppose what's deemed as maybe the unofficial, uh, know, yeah, yeah op- open for the show, which is, again, Legion of Doom, take on Money Inc. Yeah. Not really, a bad match. Yeah, I, ju- I really enjoyed it, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. One thing we should mention is that Legion of Doom came up with Poirin. Yeah. And Rocco, the ventriloquist dummy doll. Yeah. I don't remember an awful lot about Rocco, I'll be honest. It was only about six months. Right, okay. From when Edwin came in, because he came in like Mania 92. Yeah. Mania 8, I think, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, Mania 8. Mania 8, yeah. And then, obviously, this is near the end of their run as 
Legion Doom Warriors in WWE. Well, this yeah. was their last match, wasn't it? Yeah, Jay's, this, this... Jay's just going in with it. Yeah, no, I thought it was, but yeah, yeah, it was their last match um, for three or four years, I think. Because for WCW, yeah, yeah, because one of them failed a uh, drugs test, I think, and Hulk. the other one, yeah, yeah, the other one just wasn't happy with creative direction. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a moment, I guess. I think Hawk Hawk's one of those releases then. Yeah, well, what happened uh, from what I've been told from from, from like, shoot interviews is from what you've been told. <laughs> well, from, he fucking knows him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, from shoot interviews was. Um, he stayed over in London for a week, for like another week. Really? What, after the show? Yeah, with the Hells Angels of um, London. Oh, wow. And apparently so did Rocco. I thought they <laughs> didn't like Rocco. He got left behind. Oh, wow. Yeah. And was yeah. that Rocco's last appearance then? Or? I think so, yeah. Wow. And uh, Animal, yeah, left like a few months later. But Hawk went to New Japan to form the Power Power Warriors or Oh yeah. That's or I, Hellraisers with um Shit. It's one from New Japan, I can't remember his name now, but yeah, that, that happened. Good. Yeah, really odd though, because I think it's one of those like again, it's it's interesting doing retro reviews, isn't it? Because like when we we've done reviews before um of shows just after that, like we're we're doing them just after they've happened, so we review nothing but the show, but mm. When you look back and you can look back this far, you know, in front, and you've got all the backstory to stuff and the stuff that happened after, yeah, and you can see, you know, the consequences of certain things and that. It's yeah, it's really interesting. But for that to be the last one, I think it was really enjoyable. I loved the match, to be honest. Like as a, from, well, I, I loved it from a, a fan standpoint. Yeah. Like the, the fans there were just all over it. Yeah. Some really cool bits. I do love the. Um, there's one I think where. Um, I think Hawk just about misses the the clothesline yeah. <laughs> from the <laughs> from the top rope, but yeah, there's yeah. I, I know there's some people saying like it looks a bit like there's you know a bit like maybe you could tell Legion of Doom were at the end of the ropes with it and stuff. But I still thought it was really enjoyable. The entrance alone made it really cool. I like the entrance. Can I give big respect to Ted DiBiase for the white trunks against Legion of Doom? <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest though, I thought that was an interesting pick anyway because it used to be like a re- it's a really old thing but the heels would wear black and the faces would wear like well white yeah. or bright colours but heels would always go for black boots black trunks or you know at least black boots so and he was like kitted out completely in white but it bumped his ass off of Thorpin as well really did yeah that was a hell of a clothesline over the top rope um, but yeah Animal gets a hot tag towards the end and that's pretty much writings on the wall then isn't it but yeah overall a really fun match to be honest yeah I can see if that was an opener for the States, then it felt it did feel like an opener. Because what we should say also, that it was pre-taped a few days before being shown in America. Yeah. So obviously, they must have had plans of what they want of going, this might be on, this might not be. But just... Yeah, they obviously made, yeah, it's like just choosing it in the edit room, isn't they? But yeah. again, you could do that back then. Like we said, there's no, you haven't got the social media elements, you haven't got phones and people doing spoilers and stuff. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Couldn't get away with that now, really. No, definitely not. But no, what would you give it? I mean, for what it is, I guess, are you going to look at it like how it would stack up now? Or for no, the time? Because no, it's tricky, isn't yeah, it? I, 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 I wouldn't do that because I don't think it would be fair to compare the wrestling to today's wrestling. For some of it, but then like when you get to, I know we'll get to it, but when you get to like the main event, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, there's... Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just rate it for, what, for, you know, for the time. But again, three stars, easy all day. 
for you, I just think, yeah, I would, I'd say in the middle for me. But again, middle for me is a silver. Yeah, I, so, I, give it, I give it three as well. Because it's, 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 it is, if it wasn't a pre-tape and it was a live show, that is the kind of opener you would hope for. Yeah. For that crowd. Crowd's hot and it gets yeah. them pumped up and that's what you need, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. You can't, you can't start with a dull match. No. But then again, from what I remember from the six-man tag when that was not shown on pay-per-view, that kind of had the same thing. Yeah. So they could have, mm. but probably because of that, and you had Legion Doom. Well, I, I suppose you've got to pick between them and, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to the promo next with Flair. I don't know how you got, how, how should we do the promo? Should we just kind of like do them as we kind of pick them up and remember them? Because most of these backstage ones is really, the story around the WWF world title match is, whose corner will Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair be in? Well, mainly Mr. Perfect. Yeah. But whose who's corner will Mr. Perfect be in? Will it be the reigning champion, Macho Man Randy Savage? Or will it be the ultimate warrior? Flair's there. Basically, he's all cryptic. They make some sort of joke about, you know, why are you wearing your robe? You, he's, he's always ready to go. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot of this sort of stuff through the night, isn't there? These promos. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any standouts, though? One of the whole, every pay-per-view, uh, every promo. Or? Yeah, for the build-up to it. So, I, I like, know there's one after, but... I like the Lord Alfred Hayes... Backstage stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I was saying when we was watching it, I think they, they need more British guys like that in the in the business today. Don't they have you that know, doing the backstage and the you know the commentary. It, it just brings a new dynamic to it, doesn't isn't it? Isn't it an Irish guy? Uh at the moment there is, yeah. At the moment. Yeah, because yeah. he I don't know if you count that, but yeah. We need a proper Britishish guy. <laughs> <laughs> today like Lord Alfred Hayes that's yeah so like him because it's not he's just he you know like when you're just watching and you listen to Lord Alfred Hayes and he I just, could listen to him all day long he's just yeah he's like he's got that radio voice and he like that David Attenborough yeah, voice yeah literally get him on audio books yeah. <laughs> he just seems like like wrestling's not his uh, like you wouldn't imagine him in it now would you yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean he just seems like the nicest most innocent bloke isn't he? I'm standing here at the wrestling <laughs> I'm standing outside. Macho Man, Randy Savage's dressing. <laughs> Do you think that's what Regal... The door is completely locked, even though he nearly shakes it off the hinges. Yeah. Do you think is that's... he in there? I don't know if Mr. Perfect is in the locker room. My investigations will continue throughout the night back to SummerSlam. <laughs> or something like he that. Says, that. He goes, back to you, Mean Gene. <laughs> yeah, so Mean Gene. Yeah, Mean as well. Do you think Regal could do that kind of role? Oh, I don't I, know if he could now. It's tricky because I think the difference between an Alfred Hayes and a Regal is you, you know, like you look at Alfred Hayes and bless him, he doesn't look like he would. It probably he could. Maybe he knocks blokes out left, right, and centre. But <laughs> how did he become a lord? <laughs> yeah, there you go, Game of Thrones style. But. Then you look at Regal and you know Regal, you know, does knock people out. So it's just one of those things, isn't it? I'd, yeah. He's great. There's never really just, been anyone else like quite like him. No. And yeah, like and I said, bit, we need more Alfred Hayes in the world. A bit we, like yeah. um, Monsoon. Remember Monsoon? He was, had a job for life. Oh, man. Place, so. Yeah. Monsoon. Well, yeah. So <laughs> second slash fourth match then. Um <laughs> Ashley's just sat there with his head in his hands. Can we do that? Like the promo though for this was great. Virgil, what a guy! He su- he survived all the toughest streets. You gotta want you gotta want it, man. 
<laughs> I don't know. I can't. I don't remember what the build was for this. Does anyone remember um, what the build well, was? Nails, I, I just could take my eyes off of his trunks, to be honest. Nails was someone who was arrested by Big Boss Man in Kayfabe. Right. So he was his revenge. Okay, okay. And Big Boss Man's friend is Virgil, because everyone needs a friend, don't they? Oh, okay. So, Makes um, sense, because... Yeah, it did say at the end of the match that he um, attacked him with Big Boss Man's truncheon, and I was thinking, you know, why has he got his truncheon? But now you've said that, it makes sense. The truncheon for our American friends is the nightstick. But... Absolutely, yeah, we call it a truncheon. Because, well, I see, there's, a, there's a slight difference. I guess a nightstick's got the side handle that you hold, and the, the truncheon is just you hold it, you know, like a baseball bat. Like a like. baton. Yeah, like yeah. a baton, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that gets some use at the end. I don't really know what to make of the match. It was a bit... Shit. I was going to say sloppy, but yeah, I mean... Oh, if you want to go in. <laughs> well, let's be honest, neither of them worked well together. No, no. I think I mean, this a... is the first time I've ever heard of Nails as well, right. so that's not a good sign. And he's, in fact, he's one is... of those names that comes up when... Oh, yes. We'll get to it after the match. <laughs> oh, all right, then, there we go. Because all he did... Was, trivia. All he did was choke, so that the match... Maybe that's what he got arrested for. Probably. Um... We had Virgil do some drop kicks, and he, didn't he close him over, him over the top rope as well? Which is stupid to when you're trying to build yeah. this big guy. Yeah, yeah. But well, I believe he did. Can I just also say, when I was younger and watched it for the first time, I love Virgil. Nowadays, how stupid was I? <laughs> Honestly, Virgil seems like a really likable character, but I just yeah. there's not something personal. about him that just wasn't clicking in the ring. Not not as a person, as a character, yes. Because if you know well, what he's like. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like as a character, it seems like. A, but that's all you did know back then. Yeah. And if you're just basing yeah. it on like Kayfabe what you see, was real. I mean, that's yeah. it. You, you, what you saw was what you believed. Nails broke out of prison. Yeah, with a big boss man's nightstick, and I he mean, never changed just his clothes. It for crying out loud! No, Why would he change his clothes? He's a he's an escaped convict on national television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was on national television. It's in a wrestling ring, and you'd have thought there weren't even one police officer there. Uh, I think also he did vignettes outside police stations. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, actually, would yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was uh, yeah. Not. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even give a trophy to this one. It wasn't really. I'd give it a zero point five. It just. It did nothing for me really in terms of like. It was cool to see them like as a flashback sort of thing, but. There was nothing about it that if they if they was going to remove any match from the show that that probably would have been one of the two I would have thought they could have well, taken off because yeah. they had the shittest finishing of all the matches. It was mm. a choke. Was it? Was it meant to be a sleeper? Was it meant to be a choke? I don't, I've got no idea. I think it was. It looks like a sleeper, doesn't it? Well, I thought it was a choke. I don't know. It's, it's really badly put on. It doesn't matter what it was. But yeah. my rating is minus two stars. What's your rating? Minus two stars. What's your rating again? Minus two stars. Say so my rating is... <laughs> my rating is minus two fucking stars. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think that's the first time we've ever gone a minus rating on 3 man one That is, yeah, I think it is. Minus two? Is yeah. there any, what's the maths behind that? Or Just, I didn't like it. Because there was two... I just didn't like it. Shit! Two people in the match, I guess. <laughs> Minus one star for each of them, I guess. Oh, right. Dear. I think it's time to talk about Virgin. Um, it's time to talk about nails. Yeah. Okay. Because he would have a match with Big Boss Man. At, I think it was a nightstick on a pole match at Survivor Series 1992. Mm-hmm. Then late December, he got an argument with Vincent Man over the pay for SummerSlam and choked him. <laughs> what, legit? Yes. He legitimately choked yes. Vince McMahon. According to Bret Hart, he, he could hear screaming about. Did, did he tell you? 
<laughs> yeah. he, he told me that. <laughs> he called him up from prison. And he was like, yeah, listen, Ash, here's what happened. I choked him. Did Brett Hart? Oh, Brett. Oh, Brett told you. Yeah. I, I said, thought I said told Brett, you. Brett told a story about Oh, sorry. No, I didn't realise. And, uh, yeah, apparently Nails was screaming his head off, saying, you've, you've fucked me over, basically, but with the money he was expecting to get for SummerSlam. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he got fired because he choked Vince McMahon. Well, I'm just a strange... Well, I guess what? you go down in history as one of the only people who choked Vince McMahon. Yeah, but, I mean, ask for more money, by all means, but be good at your fucking job. Also, I think... It, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Also, I think it's fair to say, when it was the uh, sterile trial, he said... Nail said, I hate Visible Man, so that kind of cost. Maybe Visible Man a free man. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Wow, so, yeah. wow, wow. That was Nails for you. Have you seen him now, Jay? Absolutely. It's a nail in his coffin. Well. Oh, oh, hey! Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next match, slightly better. Well, a lot better, really, but. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember what the match was. It was the model. Rick Martel taking on Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry. And the story leading into this match was Sherry's a bit smitten with both of them. Yeah. Both very hunky men. They are. Uh, both very attractive men. They are. Rick Martel, as Jay pointed out while we were watching it, had probably all of the fake tan in England on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, did you hear what Vince said during his job at entrance? No. He was, he was, Wimbledon was two months ago. Wimbledon. No, I'm pretty sure on the network, though, his entrance was cut out. Was it? I'm, I he, think it was, yeah, because Nails didn't get an Nails entrance either. Entrance, but they yeah. did the intro as if they were jobbers. Uh, yeah, because... Um, it, yeah, might, the, the, might been, it might have been... No, because it cut back to the model, Rick Martel, already being in the room with his in the ring. Like, yeah. He said, yeah, so his entrance wasn't actually shown on the network, which is interesting. Also, Sherry had a promo with Mean Gene just before... Yeah, and it was that same sort of thing where she again. It I liked that promo actually. That was probably my one of my favourite promos of the night, just because it. She kind of gave that line of "I'm going to stand by my man," but it was very you know she didn't say Sean, and it oh. kind of led you thinking like you know oh well you know is she going to turn on him and join Rick, Rick Martel cost Sean the match? Obviously, it doesn't go down like that, and it goes down very differently. This is my favourite match. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's good, isn't it? Like it's a good. It's exactly what you'd expect. I mean, Sean puts on a clinic in there, and Martel holds up his own. Yeah. He's very gifted as well. It's a good match. It's it is a say. good match, but it makes it much better for things we'll come to in a minute. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's all about the ending, isn't it? It's all oh. about the the close of the match. So I just want to put out out there that there was a stipulation created before the um, the pay per view that they wasn't allowed to hit each other in the face. Yeah. So no strikes, like, like no closed fist strikes, I think. Yeah, no punching, but you slaps well, the fight. Yes, but, but which is a wrestling rule anyway, isn't it? Like, I think so, yeah. You shouldn't use closed. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. there was that stipulation, but the way it goes down is that um, they're about to hit each other in the face. So Sensation of Sherry, uh, air quotes, faints. And... Um, I think Shawn Michaels accidentally boots her out of the ring as well. Because <laughs> so I think she's on the ring apron and yeah. Michaels accidentally boots her out. So She does this crazy kind of like... I think it's because it looks like they're both about to hit each other in the face, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Does, she just sort of like... Kind of just... Yeah, just melts. 
on the apron. <laughs> but he gets a whole lot better from there. <laughs> it's, I don't, honestly, I don't really know what to make of it. Because I kind of sure he gets knocked about. Oh, she was. <laughs> I was just like she's just getting knocked about here. She takes more bumps than I think. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? There's a genuine fact here. I think. I think Sherry takes more bumps on that entrance ramp than some people took in their matches just in general. Probably, yeah. yeah. I genuinely think that they do. I think she took more bumps than Warrior took. Yeah. They basically take it in turns to pick her up and try and walk her back right. to the, uh, obviously, the, the back of uh, yeah. the building. and To yeah, revive her. To, let's, to, to, yeah, to Let's put that out there now. Yeah, yeah. That the thought process on commentary is that Sherry could basically be dead. <laughs> yeah. Right? And Heenan's politely offering to go and revive her. When the two of them are like fighting each other, it kind of brawls out. And then, yeah, it's literally that. Sean starts taking up the ramp and they just keep taking it in shape. Taking up the what? Up the ramp. (laughs) (laughs) Taking her up the ramp. (laughs) He's he's, he's carrying her up the ramp. Martel comes out, lamps in, down he goes, he carries. But she goes, she goes down as well, though. Literally, every single time they they take it it in turns, she ends up bumping (laughs) from pretty much the height of their chests. Yeah. Down to the floor uh, three times. Which is funny. Well. <laughs> because they do a thing when they start fighting up the ramp. Obviously, the match ends in a count out, we should say. Yeah. Uh, double count out. While they're fu- that, before they start the, the whole bit about trying to like take her up the ramp, so. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Phrase it better, man. Listen, that's your mind doing that. Anyway, they're fighting over who's going to revive her, and then they start fighting up the ramp, and then they do the camera shot of Sherry like looking up at them. So they then start saying like, "Oh, you know, she she is putting it on. Um, she faints again because she wants the she likes the attention she's getting from both of them." But yeah, it's just really it's kind really of, hard, isn't it? But it's just you can't help but laugh. Yeah, at it's it. kind of lying, cheating, stealing before Eddie growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, definitely entertaining for sure. If you haven't seen it, even if you don't want to watch the whole show, just just go in and just watch that match. Yeah, and we must also mention that Martel threw a bucket of water over her. That yeah, was, and yeah. That, that's how she got revived in the end. It, yeah, so well done to Rick Martel for yeah. saving a life. Did you know that this was a heel versus heel match, though? Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah, we did We did uh, touch up on that when we was actually watching it. It seemed to be... Because obviously Shawn Michaels yeah. was the heel. They make it very right. clear, though, anyway, because they show the video package before of Michaels attacking Brett uh, while Brett was in the sharpshooter. Um, and then, obviously, Rick Martel being a heel anyway. It's just, yeah... I think that whole character is a heel anyway. So yeah. like you, you naturally see those kind of narcissistic, you know, and the way like Brett, um, sorry, the way Sean gets Sherry to like take off his, um, his chaps and stuff at yeah. the beginning. Yeah, it's, you know, also, very sexualized. Very rare that... Well, he is a sexy boy. He is a sexy boy. Considering <laughs> we had Sherry Martel's version of the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which surprised you, didn't it? Again, yeah, on. we touched upon that as well. Because you, you always hear the Shawn Michaels singing it version not the Sherry version yeah yeah I think the Sean one came obviously when did the Sean one come probably, probably 90s mid 93 I'd say mid 93 because it's not long until Sherry leaves Michael's yeah Michael's show, Sherry, you want to I talk thought, about? I thought 94 but yeah it's not long after is it about mainly time right but yeah no I, I enjoyed it to be fair I mean obviously if there's one thing about the show overall that was a and then, again, this is what makes me kind of say that I, I feel like it kind of was a... I don't want to do it down by saying a glorified house show, but it's a lot of the, the different finishes. It's like, you know, you've got a double count out there. There's a count out coming up later in the night. There's a DQ coming up later in the night. You know, and this is 
a big pay per view. This is one yeah. of the big four. Yeah. So you know, it's a bit. Eh, I don't know. So overall, though, I don't know. What would you guys give it? It's, it's definitely one of my favourite. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Wow. Sim- wow yeah. Five, I know. Yeah. It, I know. But simply because it entertained me, and it was just like. Just give the just give the girl a break, you know. Stop dropping her on her back and just took some face bumps as well. Yeah, and then the, she it, did, it, yeah. it, had, it had it all for me. Good match, yeah. Good comedy, good finish, good ending to it. So four point five from me. I'll give it a three point seven five. Well, let's be honest. That was a very un-PG outfit in the PG yeah, era. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. To be Could fair. you imagine if Jerry Lawler was commentating on Bobby Heenan? Yeah, but then at the same time, though, you say the same about Brit's Beefcake. He showed probably just as much as she does, and, you know, no one wanted to see that, did they? Well, Hogan did, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being, being Show me that thigh, brother. I don't know. I think I'm closer to Ash with that. I'd probably, in the trophy system... Is it a Gilver? It's a Gilver. Gilver. <laughs> it is a Gilver. The Gilver's out again. Get me Gilver out. Yeah, no, I did enjoy it, though, like Jay said. Uh, well, like you both said, really. Yeah, it's just fun, isn't it? Uh, there's, there's a lot of that through this show, which is nice. And it's weird seeing early Shawn Michaels as a singles guy, because you always... Yeah. yeah. Have his... Um, after Mark Gennetti, you don't really see a lot of it before, like, Mania 10. Faux show. Faux show. Absolutely. Well, next up then, this is probably the other match that I think they could have taken off, but again, I suppose they couldn't because it was World Tag Team Titles. What should we do the promo? What, the Nasty Boys were? Yeah. yeah, we sort of touched on it. I mean, we can go into it if you want uh, to. Well, but they just sort of laugh yeah, at Sherry, nasty, don't they? And just yeah. basically say they should be number one contenders. They call, they call her a witch. Yeah. Yeah, like they're high off cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Sweating, even though they're doing a promo. Super sweaty, yeah. <laughs> but the I wonder thing, if it was hot in there. Well, it's so hot here that we're all taking our shirts off. <laughs> Shame all you, all you people can't see it. That's... Yeah, but we're all actually sat here naked. <laughs> uh, what, what an image. The first time we've all been together in so long and we've just decided we'll get our bloody gilfers out. Well, we are, we are, we are watching wrestling <laughs> after all, so it had to be done. Yeah. yeah. I think... talk, talk, talk more about taking up the ramp. <laughs> the one thing about I that promo... The I one say. thing about that promo... No. <laughs> <laughs> one thing about that promo, though, is... Um, they mentioned... Nice boys mentioned when they're getting their tag title shot because they're yeah. normal contenders. And Jimmy Hart goes, money ink, money ink. No, you're going to get it, Nasty Boys, I promise you. Yeah, that's yeah. It. it's funny. He's like, you're going to get it, it's going to come soon. It's coming soon. And then everyone just rejoices. Yeah. It's this wonderful moment. But yeah, no, that's literally all that was. And again, it kind of felt a little odd place just because, again, if you're an American, you haven't seen uh, the opening bout, then, you know, they were just sort of there and sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it is a tag back. Uh, tag match next, obviously, again, World Tag Team Titles, Champions, uh, Earthquake and Typhoon, Natural Disasters, defended against the tag team that, well, we boasted, didn't we? I, d- I don't remember them at all. I only remember them from, like, watching some videos of them being up jobbers with their finisher, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, what were they called, Ash? What, the, the, the tag team? Oh, the Beverly Brothers. Yeah, no, I don't know if you wanted their name, because I can't no, tell well, their names. Just, yeah, go on, no, individual names, what were they? I don't know. Something Beverly and something Beverly, I guess. Is it Beverly Hills Cop? <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, this was just what I expected, really. It was. I didn't know what to expect because I, well, I just didn't it know was, I, think, I think we should have mentioned their manager. Russ the did. Yeah, Russ did hey? mention Larry something. Popper. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Russ did mention you know something. Who, do you know who he is? I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just might as well finish and then take up the ramp. <laughs> that comes after recording. <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you saying? I was going to ask Jay if he knows who uh, Lanny Puffer is, who his brother is. Oh, yeah, the genius. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a poem. Okay. What's yeah. the poem about? About how they're going to be the tag champions, I think. Oh, okay, fair enough. I thought he was going to say his other hidden skill. Mm, Jay, what is his hidden skill? Apparently, he can suck his own penis. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from a very reliable source. <laughs> yeah, who told you that one? Actually, Ash. <laughs> oh, dear. But as I was going to say, though, um, I can't remember what it was, but... Rush, you said they both reminded you of... They look like something. I couldn't put my finger on it, but they were like the futuristic people of Bill and Ted. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> like they just, you know, the people that sit on the shares and they're, they're like, your music is the future of the world. It's like they just sort of look like that, but like more 80s with mullets and moustache. Yeah. So, But yeah. going back to the match, though, I mean, it's what I expected, really. <laughs> it was just, you know, it, it wasn't wasn't great, but wasn't bad. It was just average match, you know. Earthquake and Typhoon used their size to their advantage. Uh, basically beat beat them down, um, gave them the uh, the earthquake sit or whatever it was called. I don't know what it was called. I don't know what it was called. When he jumps think, on their chest. I think it might have been called earthquake. I think it was sit. just called, yeah. Earthquake slam, sit, you know. Earthquake sit. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably was something like but, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's not a dog. Earthquake, sit. That's that's what happened. And that is that, only, is that match. The only good thing I that, don't know what else to say about it. The only brothers did that I can remember is them trying to pick up uh, typhoon. Mm. Yeah. That would have been shock. Master. <laughs> Wrestling fans, we've got to say things when it, when we know stuff. We I bet that didn't uh, tug his boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> so, well, first of all, we had it taking up the ramp and now it's tugging the boat. We can have a tug up the ramp if you want. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, this is becoming a... High quality review already. This, this is becoming a review of uh, innuendo, I suppose, or up your endo, whichever way you want to say. I've never heard that show before. So, yeah, anyway, after that match, the crowd somehow managed to still stay pretty into it. Because yeah. it wasn't um, exciting. Really. Well, yeah, especially when they threw the genius out the ring. Like, that, yeah. like <laughs> Were they supposed to catch him because they were nowhere near? No, don't worry. I know, don't know. But I think overall, in terms of anything to take away from that match, there's not really anything that really stands out. No, uh, it was, again, it was just like an average sort of thing. Do you think the Money Inc. Legion Doom match kind of ruined it for them? Trying, trying to do the same type of things, but in a different way? Yeah, see, I think that the Legion Doom match should have been the tag title. Yeah, I agree. Well, here's the funny thing. I think it's the next... Challenges with Money Inc. and they would get the titles. Oh, there you go. It's a shame, really. Yeah, because if if that could have been, but so, then I guess if they if they knew that Legion of Doom were on their way out, then they wouldn't have been able to go over and you know. Sounds just... like Nasty Boys never did get their shot, then did they? <laughs> I think they were champions, but they've been in the company that long afterwards. No, all the runs were quite well. There was a lot of runs that were really short lived around that time. But yeah, yeah. Overall, I'd give that one a bronze. Because it wasn't bad. Like, well, it, was, no. it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't special. Yeah, two and a half for me. Uh, 2.25. I think it's the, probably the only match the crowd aren't into. 
Yeah, as, as much. Not like, but, yeah, not as into as much as the rest, yeah. Okay. But fair play to them, because they've been there for a long time. But yeah. again, when wrestling doesn't really come over here that much anyway, and they knew probably knew that was going to be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to be... I think the excitement level is naturally just higher anyway, aren't they? So, Absolutely. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's... Our, I mean, from that point on, uh, we I think we kind of go up a little bit more. Or the show goes up in quality a little bit more after that match. Yeah. Did we have, yeah. a, did we have another... Have a haze? I think so there is the, another one there, the, yeah. With the worst-looking wire um, mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More of the same sort of stuff, but again, yeah, very wholesome. Wholesome yeah. haze. But at least yeah. you opened the door this time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm quickly shut by a hand. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Well, and then it is time for... Hand? No. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. No, that was way before he was born. Oh, yeah. Was it a she? I've got no idea. We have a specified? Well, I think on... Because it came back on Raw on a thousand, it was a man, so... Okay. Do we know it was... If anyone out there can confirm if May Young and Mark Henry's hand is male or female... Yeah, Mark Henry was actually laughing as well. Yeah, well, yeah cause, probably because he wasn't allowed to cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe Briscoe legit uh, was sick on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right, what was next then? Was it the title match? It was the uh, Macho Man versus the Ultimate Warrior. The so-called main event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, any other show would probably be in a main event. Yeah, would have been easily, but um, maybe not their best encounter. I preferred their Mania 7 match, the retirement match. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was their best, but it was a good match, still. Yeah, I yeah. think that seems to be the wide sort of uh, contentious of it, is that this Mania 7 one's the best, and then... Yeah, this one was alright, I guess. Like, it had the big match feel to it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but there was obviously a lot of controversy behind the curtain surrounding this, which may have plagued it a little bit, because the finish, again, it's just an odd finish for a world title match as well, at SummerSlam, for a match that's placed not midway through the, the show, but if again, without the other matches being aired in the state, it pretty much is at the halfway point of the show. Absolutely, yeah. Which yeah. is odd place, uh, odd placement for your top belt, but... Yeah. Yeah, not... I mean, a very standard sort of warrior... Match and a standard Macho Man match, really. For, for going up against some, yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, Warrior Flair. gets his stuff in. Macho Man gets his stuff in, but then yeah, Jay, like, as you're saying, Flair comes I was, out. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, Flair comes out, which seems like an eternal walk to the ring. Yeah, <laughs> a very very long walk. You said then about how fucking long that ramp was. Yeah, because it, it panned to Flair coming out the curtain and then. Was the, the, him and Perfect together. I yeah, think, him, him and it? Perfect yeah. together. Yeah, and then it seemed like they'd probably done another four moves, and he was then he, he was still walking down to the ring. So it must have been a very very long walkway, very long yeah. ramp. Can you imagine the Charles Robinson run? A massive ramp. The Robinson run for Mania Twenty Four would be excellent on that. <laughs> but yeah, no, they do. They get there, and then again, it's still really unclear, isn't it? Because they attack Macho Man. Yeah. Then they attack Warrior. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You, just you, shithousery, yeah. isn't it, really, after they, that? They, they literally just pretty much... Well, they beat down Macho Man after the the um, after the match is called as a disqualification. And then Warrior comes to save him. Um, he runs, literally runs Ric Flair up the ramp with a, a chair in tow. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was a good match. Yeah. Was, um, up until the finish for me. I think that's what really did it for me. It's that, like... Again, because I really I couldn't remember the finish. I thought I always thought Macho Man actually went over, 
and, and won. And technically he does because of a count out. Yeah, but Warrior um, picks up the belt and walks away with him. Like yeah, he's yeah. so it's yeah, actually like he I won. Think, yeah, yeah. Well, what would you have done? Well, it's it, well. I, I guess first you have to look at the story that's been said behind that because because um, they, they were tagging um, before. Well, Warrior and Macho Man were tagging before uh, the, the pay per view, couple, like, matches, couple, yeah. couple of weeks before, or whatever. And um, they had a bit of a you know a little bit of a tiff, a bit of a pushing sort of contest, if you like, because uh, I think it's uh, Warrior accidentally hit Man- no Macho Man accidentally hit Warrior or the other way around. I, think it's a, I don't know which way it something was. like that, but it's, it's yeah. a usual kind of build when you've got yeah. face versus face, isn't it? It's usually mm. how it starts, like by misunderstanding and communication. Yeah, do you think it was going to be the Mega Powers Part Two? Uh, maybe, but well, because the idea apparently, apparently, is that Warrior was supposed to turn heel, yes, and they didn't go ahead with it for whatever reason. I don't know if it's Warrior being Warrior or if it was just they changed their mind. Mm. And again, Warrior being gone not long after that as well, which isn't yeah. you know, it's not yeah. quite the the when he holds Vince up at ransom for a mania. Yeah, but more to do with the drug steroids again. Yeah, yeah I mean, problem. you've only got to look at him to tell that he's he's on the juice. At this point in his career, and plus that outfit doesn't help. Yeah, yeah, the outfit's strange, really. I, 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 I never understood those airbrush ones of abs when like you've already got abs. Yeah. yeah, like I will wear an airbrush one with abs on because I haven't got any abs. Ultimate Warrior has more abs than I've got muscles. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> well, like, but he's got more abs than all four, well, <laughs> all yeah, four of us. I mean, I can't count because there's three of us on three men, one four. <laughs> oh, four so. <laughs> Also, uh, the promo afterwards. I don't know if you want to talk about this before we do it. Give a rating. Uh, well, I know this is going to affect Rusty's rating a bit because of the the uh, disqualification. The count out. It's count out finish. On that, that, that's yeah. what I mean. So yeah, the the, the count out. I know that's the, going to the affect DQ's coming up. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> it does. It does. I think a spoiler. It happened thirty years ago. <laughs> most, of the, most people we know might not watched it before. Because we've gone back in time. So disclaimer: um, an hour in. But yeah, if you <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, it just. I, I just think for a SummerSlam. I don't know. It just. If it was at the time, I don't think it would matter as much. But it's because then you know the story after. Yeah. So if you think, or, or, or well, you, what you know of the story, or what you, you hear of the story. So if the thing about worry is true, that does bring it down a bit for me. Because again, it's just like bullshit politics that weigh something down. And you know, you could have got more out of it than what you did. But yeah, I think for me, it's a silver. Okay, that's that's fair. I think. Overall, it's sort of like just middle of the road stuff, isn't it? That one, like. But again, it sounds harsh, but because the crowd are so into it, so you know, subjective. I know, but you know, it's good. I enjoyed it. But can I ask though, if it wasn't for the finish, would it have been a gold? Gilder, mate. Um, it probably would have been a gold, maybe. I may, well, probably a Gilver. Yeah, I think maybe <laughs> maybe a Gilver. Again, I enjoy it, and it's it's two of the biggest names in wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. And let's not kid ourselves. You know, at that time. You know, obviously, I mean, you guys were two and I wasn't even born at this point. So, like, again, times. We, <laughs> we watch them on VHS, though, you know, when you're a bit older and you're just infatuated with the characters more than anything, aren't you? And, like, you, you're going to be hard-pressed to find two larger-than-life characters outside of Macho Man and, and Warrior. Absolutely. At that point. Yeah. And especially with what Jay pointed out with Macho Man's attire for that. Oh, that bright neon pink with a florally pattern. Yeah. Like I was saying, I don't think anybody else would be able to pull that off other than Macho Man. No, fair play to him. 
Um, I give it three and a half, probably because the dub count out ruined it a little bit. But like I say, the, the match at Mania Seven was much better, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a three point seven five. Yeah, good stuff, though. Good stuff, but not the real main event. Well, we got a promo afterwards with Flair and Perfect. We I think, I think this was promo. the best promo of the night, actually, because Flair gets really red. <laughs> uh, yeah, cocaine again. What we talking? <laughs> yeah, what was it all? Something was going on at that show. I tell you, because um, he's saying I should have been the number one contender, and um, yeah, like Perfect's lie about how my bow tie looked. Does it look good? <laughs> I should also say that. About later that week, after the pay-per-view, Ric Flair would become champion. Yeah, fantastic. Because of the storyline with Mushman's knee being injured. Yeah, Ric Flair would win the title. Nice. Great stuff. Yeah, I mean, pretty much promos there. It's Ric Flair being Ric Flair, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, shouting and screaming and being on cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) That's not confirmed, is it? No, but... That's... Slander can't do that. <laughs> I bet he was a man. Anyway, next up, the last of the bullshit finishes. Yeah. So, Kamala versus the Undertaker. Good entrance for Undertaker. Yeah, yeah really, really cool, good. really really good. And um, again, Paul Bearer. Awesome to see. I just I love that era of Taker and Bearer together. I don't think there's. There's very few pairings that are just as perfect as that was. Yeah, Ashley's going to tell us who Kimchi is as well because we've he's been teasing it all night. So yeah, so yeah. Kamala comes out with Kimchi and um, Harvey Wilkman. Harvey Wilkman. So who's Kimchi? Would you like to give one guess or not? No, I want to know. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler Steve Lombardi. Was it the Brooklyn Brawler? Yes, no it, was, way. it was actually the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. Oh wow. Was he always that? Was Kimchi always so. really? Because if you remember, they, they they appeared at Mania Seventeen. I think it was them well, too as well. There you go. That is a uh, Kimchi is the Brooklyn Brawler. That's a well. Every day's a school day, so thank you for that nugget. But yeah, speaking of nuggets, speaking of nuggets, yeah, it just wasn't I, nothing special. Um, just yeah, it just and it just ended with that DQ finish. Kimchi that hits and take her with the helmet. Yeah. In the like, ribs. Like, like it was nothing. Though. Yeah, like like proper little powder puff tap. Referee calls for the bell. Which disqualification. Is, which is weird because I thought the ref was being distracted at the time. Yeah. Odd. Odd finish. But again, I don't know what the situation might have been surrounding the match or, you know, leading into it and whatever else. But um, not the last showing between... Taker and Kamala. No, uh, Survivor Series. They have the coffin match, not the casket match. The, the coffin, coffin match. match. Yeah. Which I remember enjoying, but again, I have not seen Survivor Series 1992 for many, many years. I think I've seen the match of that show. I've seen. I don't know if I ever have seen it. Mm. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. Well, we'll make it a, a mission on here one day throughout the years to review every pay per view ever. So, <laughs> so we're going to be here a long time. Episode 674. <laughs> yeah, we're not even halfway through. Yeah, write that down, everyone. <laughs> yeah. If we don't do it, we'll retire. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling retirement, though. We'll be back yeah, after a We'll be back. Yeah, I, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't 
like not enjoy it, if that makes sense. But again, I remember watching that match as a kid a lot, and it never bothered me. So again, it is just dependent on what how you view wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, it was just two no sellers, no selling most often. Yeah. But again, it's the the look of the Undertaker. Kamala looked really interesting. He was a really cool character. So for the kids, and again, and that's evident with the the fans there. Like the kids are really into it. And you know, although it's still a bit of a come down after the Warrior and Macho Man match, yeah. where everybody's really into it. Yeah. You know, it's it's there. It filled its purpose. But again, the, the finish very house show like, really. But you know, uh, overall. What would you give it? Half a star. Jay's looking at you like pretty shocked. More seriously? Yeah. You're serious to give it half a star? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it 1.5. I'll take bronze. Just though. It's only just about a bronze. Like, I haven't figured out, um, like, the midway point, like, silver and gold is Gilver, gold and platinum's uh, goldenum. I haven't really got anything for, like, a nothing and a bronze. If it was, though, it would be that. Nons. 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 I give that match a nons. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's a, that's a first. <laughs> not in wrestling. No. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Jesus. Let's not go there. But, um, yeah. That technically again, for the American viewers, is the semi-main event, but not the real semi-main event. Yeah. No, there was a dark match type... Right. Would you call it a dark match if it's pre-taped? Uh, well, it's not a dark match, really. Well, it was in the dark. It's part of the... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's... Tell us the match. It was Tatanka against... Berserker, which mm. none of us get got to see because I don't think there's any footage online or anything like that. I couldn't find anything, uh, so the only way to see it is uh, by having the Tag Classics DVD or the VHS. Uh, Tatanka won the match. I know that because he was in his beginning. It was two year long unbeaten streak. He had. Didn't didn't you watch this match then? It's on YouTube, but right, I know so there is. Okay, so it's not the best quality. Oh, so okay, you can watch it on YouTube as well. And um, Tatanka wins with a. I can't remember what you called it, but it was basically a Samoan drop. Right, okay. In like a four-minute match or so. What would you give this one, then? You, you watched 75. it. A 5.75? 5. 0.75. A 0.75. Fuck me, I thought you'd lost your damn mind. Well, you got a waffle first. Well, that's it, then. That's the semi-main event. We come now to really, like, what a, a lot of the show, aside from the world title match, but... The show was really built around this hometown, or well, home country hero. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it when they say hometown when it's like, yeah, when it's the whole country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was definitely match of the night. Big, big fight feel. Crowd are really into this. I think at this point, but they give the attendance. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's just WWE saying this because obviously they have history of bloating the numbers. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Eighty, yeah. eighty thousand three hundred and fifty-five. Something like that. Now, see, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how true it would be because I, I think it does hold probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, attendance records. It's the fourth highest view, uh, attended WWE show all the time. But I mean, for Wembley Stadium. Wembley, well, you always had the FA Cup and like those type of things there, and you would have 
like Queen perform there, Lion Yeah, League. yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. I, that's what I mean. So I think next to those, because I know obviously when you've got, well, when football's in there, like the pitch obviously takes up so much room as opposed to yeah. the ring. But then for something like a Live Aid and Queen and Michael Jackson and mm. like all of that, like you really, you, you save a lot more room even still. Yeah. So well, I don't know. Well, when I was at the new when the new Wembley in Metallica, it was something like 70,000. Right. But I think, because I know they sold, like, I think they, didn't they pretty much sell out tickets in five minutes? Yeah, yeah. they sold out in five minutes. And Vince, yeah. Vince McMahon was ecstatic. Oh, I bet he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's only, it only takes five minutes to watch him roar to tune out. Yeah. But... <laughs> I don't even think I'd give it that. No. So, yeah, pretty impressive. But despite whether or not the figures have been inflated, which, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have been, um... Really, still really impressive, and even more so considering, again, like we said at, at the beginning, WWF is not that they're not their best at this point. No, their best days are still to come. Obviously, when you look at the Attitude Era's numbers and the money that brought in, but then I don't think it'll ever get back to that number. To be honest, I don't think it will. No, I. I but then it's again, it's it's whether or not we're even going to have another show like that from WWE. Probably not. I I hope so, but I can't see it happening. No, I wouldn't well, have thought so. If, it, if we were Saudi Arabia, yeah. <laughs> uh, if the money's on the table, isn't it? Yeah, I guess because you know they they can't say time constraints, but then do it in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Exactly. You know, so you, there's only there's money only... talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> yeah, and bullshit has to walk a long way down that fucking road. <laughs> But yeah, main event time then. So we get the promos between Bulldog and uh, Bret Hart. Yeah. What was the thoughts on those? It was basically that um, Bulldog was like it was. It was to, he wanted to fulfil his dream of winning the Intercontinental Title in his home country again. You know, with his home crowd and all that. And Bret Hart was basically saying. You're part of the family. You made all this fucking tension. You wanted to challenge me. I introduced you to my sister. Yeah, you know, and all this. And yeah, it's like basically like some family drama. I did like the Bulldog line of, when we were in a ring, I've never met you before. Yeah. Yeah. Which Brett responds to in his promo, and he's kind of hot about it, which... You never met me before, well, I introduced you to my sister. (laughs) (laughs) It's like EastEnders. (laughs) London. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it, but... Honestly, I think the the best promo was from Diane. Yeah. I liked it. Her in the crowd, and she seemed very gentle. Like, she sold it really well, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it's just that it went on a bit too long for me. Because it felt like they were waiting for, like, get the timing right. Yeah. Because she does get cut off. If that's what it is. But then, again, like, she's done really well, I think, with what, you know, what she did. And that's something you don't get in these days. No. Family yeah. members. Even at the end of the show, like it felt very... And when they do do it nowadays, it doesn't feel quite as... I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't put this quite up there with Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage at WrestleMania. No. But it's certainly... Um, it, it's, uh, for me, I think it hit the mark and it did what it was meant to do. Yeah, absolutely. Good. I couldn't agree more, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then we get to the match itself, which supposedly Bulldog forgot. Yeah, apparently um, in the first lockup or something like that, Bulldog was like, I fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he tell you? <laughs> yeah. 
But no, but yeah, supposedly, so Brett had to call the entire match there and then. Because also, I think it was you mentioned, according to, according to like people like Brett Hart saying, like, British Brother was coming off a crack binge. Really? Time. Yeah. Wow. So he couldn't get a hold of him. Jesus. So yeah, this is Bulldog at versus versus Times. Which is crazy because then, like, from a, again, fan perspective, this is his best crowning moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, this goes down in the history books, never ever be forgotten. British Bulldog's crowning achievement, biggest achievement in wrestling, really. And then, yeah, to, just to know that, like, again, but that, that's the, I think, the odd thing about doing retro reviews because you can look at stuff that happened after. Yeah. You know, things that precede it, and it's, Crazy, really, but yeah, the match itself. Considering it, I mean, if that really is true, and he forgot everything, and Brett had to call the whole thing, uh, uh, probably a testament to how amazing Brett really was. Oh, definitely, that's absolutely. Why, that's why Brett is considered one of the best of all time. He is absolutely. There's yeah. no question. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. There's a fucking argument yeah. to be made. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a hell of a match. Yeah, it is. It's a really good match. There's some groundbreaking stuff in there. Like he does planches. Yeah, yeah. ninety two, which is rare. A plancher in ninety two. Yeah, the technical prowess on display. Oh, even at the start when they start doing their technical warm up, if you like, of yeah. the the different roll ups and different pins and the the grapples and the holds and the transitions. It was just fantastic. Like that match would stand easily stand up in today's market of wrestling. Very well. very easily. Yeah. And Brett, I think, knows who he's in there with. I mean, like, Brit's, uh, British Bulldog's a very good technical wrestler. Very good technical wrestler. But yeah. he yeah. has that size advantage over Brett Hart. And they use that to his advantage throughout the match. Yeah. And, again, it's that can sometimes be a difficult thing. Because if you're the bigger guy, more often than not, it's going to be easier to be the heel. Because you've got that size advantage. If you've got an advantage over somebody, you know, that's the heel. It's a David Goliath kind of situation. But... Again, there's no way that British Bulldog wasn't going to be the fan favourite. No, because you could hear Boozer Bret Hartley being Bulldog down. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, and I don't think, as a majority, I don't think the crowd necessarily hated Bret. No, no, it's just, you know. Because it is British, another. Face, British guy, main yeah. event. You know, you've got to cheer for your, your boy, ain't you? Exactly. And it is face versus face again, isn't it? And Bret's very well liked at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I know he'll say it himself, but he was. Brought over in, probably in Europe at that time? He was really over in Europe, yeah. I mean, outside of Canada, obviously, yeah. for the same reasons people are cheering British Bulldog here, but, you know, Brett's a, he's a worldwide main event megastar, really. And, yeah, I think he's just, he, he just done really well. Like, Brett still was a, a threat, and he's the champion going into it as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's, that, it's the threat that Brett really is, like, the best going right now. Can British Bulldog, you know, with his size advantage, can he really beat Brett? And, well, the answer at the end of the night is yeah, he can. Yeah. Very good finish. And the pop afterwards is just amazing. Huge. Oh, it is one of the biggest pops I've heard. But what about the finish then? I mean, yes, it's a roll-up. But after the technical bout, where they... It kind of... It kind of is ahead of its time, like I said, with the patch over where... The British Bulldog was the power slam, no power slam, that usually would beat people. Yeah. Braha kicks out. Yeah. The sharpshooter is countered. Well, not countered, but gets, Bulldog gets to the ropes. I love where Brett puts the sharpshooter on when they're both down on the ground. I know. Like, it. It's yeah, a yeah, really yeah. good desperation. Like You don't really see very often now people doing that. Like Brett showing you how spent he is, but 
Like he knows, like he's this again technical mind, technical prowess in the ring. He's got to go for his finishing move because it's his finisher at all costs. Even if he's on his back, he's got to try and lock in the sharpshooter. And it, it's again, great. That's, that's just a credit to the guy again, especially if he if he pretty much called that whole match as well. Yeah, I know. And the, the how class that match was, and if Bulldog didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And it was a return out to be a really good match. You know, actually, again, that's just a credit to Bray, isn't it? I mean, but, you know, Bulldog's obviously a professional within the ropes, right? Oh, so, yeah. you know, he's following instructions. And I think more often than not, one person does call the match. So, yeah, it's usually the heel that calls the match. Uh, it's most just, just most experience, isn't it, really? I would have thought. Which, uh, tricky with those two. I mean, yeah. they're not they're not exactly, you know. No, I think... It's not I like think, Bulldog was a I green... Bulldog was longer in the wrestling business, but only just. From age, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of an established talent, you're probably looking more at Brett, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, it's a, I just, you watch it back, Jay's already hit it on the head, really, but it does 100% stand up to today's standards easily and it's just a joy watching that match back roll up finish may not sit well with some people and again though you probably if you look at it like nowadays if that were to happen you probably would be more annoyed because the roll up finish is so overly done yeah but it wasn't one of those ones where I've been being down for 10 minutes but I just yeah yeah that's what I mean because it was like sort of pretty much out of nowhere and it was a surprise that got an even bigger pot they had such a big yeah I mean the, the match went on for what? 25 minutes? Yeah. yeah. Best part of half an hour. And so, it's it, it's like the roll-up is kind of like the way of protecting Brett as well without having him like completely, utterly defeated. Yeah, yeah. But like, they already protected guys so much through the night by having DQ count-out finishes that, you know, you couldn't do it again and certainly couldn't do it for the main event. So, you know... No, it's no made 27. God. <laughs> what are we giving it for ratings then, boys? Five. I'm going to give it a 4.75. It's got to be platinum. That's a very good call. Yeah, it's got to be platinum. I mean, for me, it's platinum. Um, I've seen it so many times. It's like the one that I can easily remember a lot more from the show because everything else was really like, God, like I remember bits of this, but I really don't, I don't remember much at all. But yeah. But unfortunately for Bulldog, that wouldn't last with the IC title. No, because like we said, he was one of the names that and he, that was really soon after. I can't remember how long. It was It was within months. A couple of months. Remember? I think it was a couple of months after, yeah. We lost the title to Shawn Michaels, who we should say, the original plan was, if it was to be in America, would be in Bret Hart losing to Shawn Michaels. Right. Yeah, that, that's pretty much like the start of the new generation, isn't it? I think it was going to be a ladder match. I'm not 100% on it, though. Okay. That would have been cool to see, though. But, but it did lead up to Bret winning the title. Yeah. Bret. I mean, pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. We wouldn't see British Bulldog again until 19... 94. 94. He, he went to WCW for a little bit and then came back. Yeah. Probably summer, probably summer, summer 94. I yeah. Think, if I remember it correctly, yeah. but it's around that time anyway. Yeah. Um, nice. Can I just mention one thing about that? That sharpshooter spot. Apparently Bret Hart got it in a dream and planned it out with his wife. Wow. So it really was a dream match then. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible though, that. If that's true, that really is amazing. Yeah, I, it, it, it has everything. And then the end of the match again, going back to she comes in and it's just that awesome, you know, hugs everybody. Brett does that teasing of, you know, oh, I'm going to walk out the ring, I'm not going to shake your hand, but then he does. 
And that sends a crowd wild as well. Yeah, absolutely. IC Championship, you know, main event in. As weird as it was to have the world title in the middle of the show, it made the IC title feel so special. And that's, yeah. that's, at that time, the IC title was considered prestigious. Like it, it was a workman's no, belt, wasn't like it? It was like the the up and comer becoming. If they win, if they win that, then they would become champion. It's like yeah, the IC belt was literally like it was literally just it would propel you into the main event. Yeah, that's what it was there for. It doesn't work like you said it though. Like it doesn't work for everybody. And unfortunately, it didn't obviously long term work out for British Bulldog, but. No. Again, an amazing... You can't you can't ever take that moment away. It's great. If I'm right thinking, it was the last time the IC title would be defended as a main event pay-per-view until 2018. Wow. That's actually... I might be wrong on that, but... That's, that's crazy when you think about it. Yeah. We'll need some fact checks on that one. But um, we should also mention Lex Lewis was there. Yeah. Before his big title fight with um, Razor Ruddock. And wow. Did he win that? Fight? Yeah. Oh, that well, that's even better then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. And we forgot to mention Piper. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Piper's Legend has it he can actually play the bagpipes. Not bad for a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you have to spoil everything, don't you? Yeah. Can't we just have kayfabe? No. Fair enough. British Bulldog's actually American. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was from Manchester. From Leeds, I think. It's somewhere up north. Yeah, they, they somewhere keep, up keeps north. Cha- it keeps changing. Yeah. So, for the show overall, what rating would you give the actual show? It's tricky because there's it's a lot tricky. of yeah. There's a it. it re- I mean, it goes from like having matches that you just wouldn't rate at all yeah. to having a five star slash platinum match, and it's like I'm going to give the show a three point seven five because there was good. But there was also a lot of not so good. So for me, three point seven five above average, high three, good show. British Bulldog, we're English, smash it out, good show. I'll, I'll go for three point seven five, even with Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil makes it, mate. He makes the point five out of the three point seven five. <laughs> yeah, that match was too quick to be shit. Too quick to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think it was like the shortest match of the night. Right? <laughs> oh man there was a I lot of short match. match was the shortest match of the night it's between them two anyway yeah must be when you think that that six man that was the official opening match of the night was 13 minutes and they cut that yeah for time constraints yeah I think 3.75 basically main event you got the WF title match which not like we said not the best but it's pretty good yeah Michael Rick Martel match you got the opener the official opener yeah with, with um Legion of Doom, yeah. I'd go Gilver. It's hard, though, because I mean, I, I almost want to say gold, just because, again, although a lot of the matches weren't all, all that and some of the finishes and, you know, blah, 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 but it's just the fact that, like, again, like in retrospect, it's only ever won. One time it's, it's happened. It was a really special show. The crowd was so into it. It feels like a really special night. Like sometimes it's not the wrestling, or the quality of the wrestling, or sometimes it's not even the finish that, like, really dictates how good something was. Like it was just the overall feel of Summit. Mm. So it's tricky. Like I almost want to give it a goal just because 
It's one of those if shows you you'll always talk gold, about it, you know? You bloody give it a gold. Might have to give it a gold, you know. It's just, it's one of those. And it's a weird thing because usually, you know, if you go, if you look at it down the line, you probably would say it's a subpar show. And it is a glorified house show, but it's, damn it, it's our glorified house show. <laughs> it's bloody good. <laughs> and it's just, it's special, isn't it? It's a special show. Yeah. Not because we're being biased, <laughs> being British. But I think but there is a bit of that for us. I like, do think, there I is do a think, bit of that. I do think Americans love it as well. Yeah. What's not to love? Well, Virgil. Virgil and <laughs> Nails. <laughs> Oh, it was good. It was it was good watching it. I enjoyed sort of going back that far back. Usually, if I go back and watch wrestling, I don't usually sort of delve that deep into the early nineties anymore. Really, no. I, I usually the furthest back I'll go is usually ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, I do watch some early nineties stuff, but it's not easy sometimes. No, I think it depends what you're watching as well. But I'm yeah, gonna this... watch WrestleMania nine later. <laughs> there you go. But now this one, this one was a joy. So, yeah. Really, to be honest, yeah, it was it was good. It's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Well, hopefully, everybody listening, you've enjoyed the episode. And if you enjoyed SummerSlam 1992, let us know what you think. If you were there, let us know. If you were there, definitely let us know, because you could give us a lot more insight. I'd love to know how much tickets were. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone listening, if you were there, tell us. Whether you like it or not, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, wherever you listen to us, and that could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you go, we're everywhere pretty much. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed it, please do follow, leave us a like on wherever, leave us a review if you can on Apple Podcasts, and just be sure to check us out for some new content coming up soon. What have we got coming up soon? We've got a more detailed discussion of um, putting her up the ramp. <laughs> Another top ten coming up. It's top uh, ten. Yes. What is it going to be, though? Who would like to give up the ramp? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys decided uh, a few episodes ago we were doing dream matches. So, yeah, top ten dream matches. So, this will be... I'm really looking forward to that one, actually, because I've got some... I've tried to think outside the box with some of them. But yeah, it's, we'll it's not going to be easy, because we're going to have to pick one match for one... That has one wrestler, like a... So we can't pick. Yeah, you can only, Dean Ambrose. You can only use. Yeah, you can only Moxley. use. You can only use one wrestler once. You can't use them again. Yeah. So it's going to be. It's going to be interesting for sure. I'm halfway through my list, so we'll we'll get to it. I think uh, my dream match has already happened. We already talked about it. What was that? Rick Martel versus Shawn Michaels. They, <laughs> <laughs> they got the ramp match. <laughs> it's gone too far, just like that ramp. Well, everybody, join us again in a couple of weeks. That's what we'll have for you. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate all the support. We really do. And uh, stay safe. Don't try this at home. And uh, have a good night. And we'll bid you adieu. And goodbye and good night from Jay. I've been Jay. Who's the other men? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in Ashley. And yeah, we won't research. <laughs> and I'll be Russ. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you in the next one. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the right. Three men, three men. One ball, one ball.